Hey guys, it's Jack here. Big massive shout out to our Patreons. So these guys are the guys who donate for the editing and they really do make a huge difference to keep the show alive. Uh, we've been sponsored by Art Faulkner, Ferdy Evers, Mikey Dredd and Underfluke. These guys are absolute legends. Thank you so much and see you next show. Let's drone out. I don't know how you like these things. <laughs> we're live. I think we're live. Good evening, everyone, <clears throat> and welcome to the Christmas special of Let's Drone Out. I am NJ Tech, and with me tonight we have the usual band of misfits. Um, we have Andrew slash Frank. Good evening. We have Andy RC. Evening, everyone. We have a private yeah. drone investigator from Gatwick, uh, Tony. Hello, Tony. Bonjour. And a uh, special guest tonight is Greg from NSRC. Hey, Greg. Hey, good evening, everyone. So I guess we should probably kick things off by um, talking about private investigator Tony heading down to Gatwick today, which is the subject of much controversy was going on at Gatwick, then? apparently there was what was happening down there nj well i'm gonna let you fill it in tony as, as you were there stood on your van with a pair of goggles <laughs> looking incredibly inconspicuous to the numerous amount of press that was there um so yeah why don't why don't you take us through i can't believe i missed it i didn't even know i found out literally three minutes ago that this occurred and i'm gutted <laughs> oh andy i'm to catch up on my facebook's account you can have a look was it oh it's on it's on your facebook what did, uh, did it's was, posted on ldo facebook as well was it national news or like regional news just so i can you know figure uh, out thank you it's here. quite big news <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Gatwick's been shot for 24 hours, you know. Have we, I think we've got a link now, haven't we? Has it really been shot for 24 hours? Yeah, well, I woke up this oh, morning and, and my Facebook and chat was gone mad, like drones over Gatwick and all this lot. So okay. I thought, and, I thought and, I'd go and have a look. So, so you're very good at being concise and you've been following this quite closely today. So why don't you give us a rundown of exactly what has happened today and where we are? So at 9 p.m. last night, uh, there were two uh, drone reports of drones flying over the perimeter fence into Gatwick Airport. At night? In the dark? Mm -hmm. In the rain, no less. Um, and then they were... So the runway was shut. Airport was shut down, holding all the planes to go and find out what's going on. Uh, they couldn't find anything... So they were about to open up again at about three in the morning and then it was spotted or something else was spotted again. So it was shut again and that's been going on about to open up another one spotted, close it all down again for yeah, the past 24 hours. Um, Hasn't this happened before with Gatwick? The and last time it happened was in 2016 and that was when the secretary of state ended up saying, oh, maybe this was a plastic bag. It always seems to be Gatwick. Is what I'm is what I'm getting at for some reason. Yeah, so but this, I, this has been very different because this has had uh, multiple police helicopters, uh, lots of police, uh, armed police, snipers, 
military wow. getting involved. So I did not know like that. A full five stars on Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> um, <laughs> the five star chase. And what do we know about the actual drone itself and sightings? Because I saw something in one of the articles saying, I mean, obviously these is Chinese oh, yeah. whispers, isn't it? We end up with this stupid thing of, yeah. of uh, things going from, uh, for instance, a plastic bag up to, oh, it had weapons on it and guns and it was doing... Industrial know, is what I heard. Yeah, in, in well, industrial. I don't know what that brain. means, but, you know, big. <laughs> so it's been... So basically, we have no information, and some people have been making uh, sort of guesses, and then people have been reporting on those guesses, and so that gets reported, and so that's then news, and so other people are reporting it as fact, and it all gets very messy very quickly. Um, that's that's kind of the the media cycle. I, I love yeah. an alternative fact. Um, what was it that um, Tony was saying to me? You said there has been one video, possibly. Apparently, there's a video but... now. I've seen a video, but there's no clear evidence that it's at Gatwick. I mean, you just see a drone flying through the air and a couple of people going, "Ooh, I'm saying it's... something." Yeah, it's the Daily Mail, so it's not right. Okay, mm, so, <laughs> okay. you know, forget the credibility of that then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was there. Down, I went down to the end of. Gatwick this morning, about nine nine thirty a.m. Yes, talk us and through that. Talk us through what. I just happened. went down there and just uh, I just took my goggles just to see if there was anyone. <laughs> took, took, you, took your goggles and flew over the perimeter fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, shall I take a drone? <laughs> no. So you didn't actually have a drone with you because the police nah, did talk nah. to you, right? Which oh was my, yeah. Was like, I, I was just telling them what to look out for and how far they can fly and the weather conditions could make the battery cold, you know, so it you just fly decided to do that. Then you weren't contacted. Yeah, no, I, no, I just went down there because I was just, working, it... I work in Hawley, which is really close to Gatwick. Uh, so I was working in the area to, uh, today. Did you bribe anyone, Tony, to get No bribing involved to... today. Oh, wow. I, mean, I, I was just standing, oh, I just stood on top of my van so I could see right down the um, runway and it was so eerily quiet all around the area because yeah. there's always um, planes coming in and out. I think is the video, because someone videoed you like took a video of the tv with your little interview on it interview. yeah there was a, there was a guy um, from channel five who uh, have we, have we got a link? Is, is it on our ldo page because it's on the ldo right, facebook so, page yeah, yeah if you haven't seen it guys go over and to the ldo facebook page and you can have a look at that but the, the opening shot is tony tony <laughs> being filmed standing on his van with his goggles down, just turning his head to, to look around. So, yeah, I can imagine that. Mate. Well, you know, I had my menace set up on, so if I could see anything. Great advertising. There you go. Brilliant. <laughs> Checked in the post. <laughs> but no, there was, oh, you know, I just thought, oh, if there's going to be, if it's going to be an FBV, I'm going to be able to tune into their channel. Obviously, it's not. It's, it's probably a light bridge or some kind of DJI well, drone. probably nothing. If it was a drone, because we were there ages and we saw nothing. I spoke to the guy with the big camera on his shoulder. There was guys with big lenses, you know, taking pictures right down the runway and they didn't see anything all day. They were there hours before me and they hadn't seen anything. And I was working in Hawley all day, which is right next to Gatwick, and it was eerily quiet because you can normally hear planes taking off and everything. 
I mean, it's a, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because you, you wonder who's... I would think the first person to spot a drone, and if it was at night, it would have to have some kind of illumination because against the black sky with no lights on it, you very likely wouldn't have seen it, even if you're in the cockpit. Mm. Um, but it was probably, I would think, a pilot report because I don't think Gatwick have anyone stationed on drone lookout. Um, I wouldn't have thought, not yet. Maybe, not, they, maybe, not they, today, but, maybe or, they do because they have bird watch outs, you know. If you, if you ever at an at a airfield and hear a, a, a massive bang, that is somebody um, with, a, into an airplane. with a gun scaring birds away. Can I just say something in the chat? Richard Harwood said, Tony standing on a van is normal height for most people. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, funny, Rich. That's not fair. You're not a short guy, Tara, are you? You're not well, I'm, sure. not, I'm not tall, but that was funny, so I'll give him that. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Richard, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. What a palaver. But, yeah, interesting whether, you know, uh, obviously there's this speculation, as there was the last time, as to whether mm-hmm. there is actually a drone and there'll have to be a... I mean, you've got to back that up pretty substantially than to just throw out a rumour and then ground. I mean, those planes, basically, they they absolutely hemorrhage money whilst they're on the ground. The only time those planes earn money is when they're in the air, and it's, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds every few minutes. You know, it's a lot of cash. So to have that many planes grounded had to be, you would think, based on something very credible and something of serious concern, be it, <clears throat> be it the size of the drone that was the concern or the number of drones or, you know, th- there must be something credible for this to happen. If not, you know, what was the other thing we were saying? Is it another computer? Co- let's do a conspiracy thing, shall we? Is it another computer crash at Gatwick? And they're like, quick, blame the drones while we try. Well, if they, if they blame the drones, <laughs> they don't have to pay out because it's an act of yeah. God or something like that. Isn't <laughs> act, it? Of God. Uh, <laughs> act of God. Act of thumbs. Yeah, well, you know, it's that kind of a thing. I think what's kind of what's going to be annoying about this as well is their concern was is probably um, like from a terror perspective. You know, I, I think that is probably why. Um, yeah, they should. I, you, you know, so the, the, there's this fear of um, te- terrorists using drones to. Uh, to, to weaponize, crash into planes and stuff like that. Except, I don't think the, it, it's taken like that. It's just taken as drones in general are bad. Which, which obviously, if you think about it, it, it couldn't have been a DJI model because it wouldn't let it fly that close. Oh, unless it's hacked. Yeah, you can hack them, can't you? There are hack websites where you can download the hack software, but on the whole, it's. Most people wouldn't do that, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Most people wouldn't do that. I- well, they're, they're all treating it now as that someone is purposefully going out to cause trouble. This isn't like someone doesn't know what they're doing and has flown a drone near yeah. an airport to get some good shots. This is someone is going out there to stop the airports at Christmas time to cause a max- maximum amount of disruption and economic trouble. And then they're also saying, but we're not treating this as terrorism. But... That is terrorism, isn't that's, it? That's that. That is that is what terrorism is about. Yeah. The, the right? thing, the as much trouble as possible. The thing is, it's, yeah, exactly. it, you know, it wouldn't be somebody in our world doing it in our community, or, or at least I would hope not. There's only been one case of that when somebody dived that 
remember that plane coming in to land it and it and they dived whilst it was doing it <clears throat> but i i would say in ge- in general like i you know if it if it was it probably have to be a custom rig is what i'm saying like you know uh, uh something that doesn't isn't geofenced and all of that business and maybe i i spoke to a customer today who said she was sitting in a conservatory she lives pretty close to Gatwick in Hawley. She was sitting in a conservatory and she heard a drone at 9pm. And I said, are you sure it was a drone? She said, oh, I know the difference between the buzzing noise and a proper helicopter. Mm. And I was like, was it raining? And she said, no, it wasn't raining. So Ooh. she may have heard something. She didn't look out, so she didn't see anything. She heard something that she assumed was a drone. It's uh, really, not at 9pm, uh, but it was raining where I was at 9pm. I remember it was peeing down, and I'm just up Pease Pottage. I'm up from Gatwick probably four or five miles. But in Hawley, where she was, she said at 9pm when she heard it, it wasn't raining at that particular mm-hmm. time. It's but really she sad. Didn't, she didn't put two and two together till, the, till she saw the news in the morning. Like, this year, I, I've never had any backlash or any anyone come up to me and it and anytime anyone's come up to me while i'm flying they've been interested and this year people have been very hostile um like when i've been flying and it's that's what makes me sad because nothing for me has changed in two years you know it's just 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 these cases that people will see on the news gatwick closed 24 hours and then they'll see me flying a drone, and and then come and w- want to whack whack me in the head or something, you know? Yeah. It's it's just really it's uh, it's sad. And are we on borrowed time? Do you reckon now? Because don't know. it's pretty it's pretty bad. Whatever's happened, isn't it? But they're saying industrial size. So. <laughs> I mean, they're changing um, the story all the time because it's it's the news cycle. I mean. We've had this before. They've gone hell to leather about it, and then by the time the actual facts come out, they've dropped it and they've gone on to something else. I imagine, you know, it won't be long before this falls under the under the bridge, and and it, we won't have to worry about this anymore for a while. Yeah, it's quite but big it... though, isn't it? It's shut Scatwick <clears throat> for twenty four hours. There's a lot of money involved. Yeah, I reckon it's Amazon. <laughs> yeah, trying to clear the trying to clear, clear the airways. We'll give you some money. You shut it down. They're testing up around my way, sort of Cambridge area. Yeah. So they're 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 a long way up from from Gatwick. But um, yeah, I, I, for me, it's just uh, it's just a scapegoat until I see something more substantial in terms of evidence. MC Creations made a good point that airports should really start to think about being prepared for this kind of stuff if if yeah. it's going to cost this kind of money um huge amounts huge huge amounts of money um every time the planes have to be grounded because of a a sighting for which there's uh, as i said nothing's proved yet so we'll, we'll you know this is how, it, how good a job would it be if they employed a couple of us lads <laughs> to fly our racing drones up into a drone that might have come into the area we could like knock them out of the sky you know, get employed to do that. That'd be a nice job, wouldn't it? 
I think there'd be a lot of sitting around, Tony, and you and ja- <laughs> you and Jack sitting sitting around together like that. I oh think my god, ever... it'd be death in <laughs> about twenty four hours. You'd be dead. Where is Jack? Jack... <laughs> I think I was going to say because uh, Jack isn't here. That must mean he must have got his old wooden boom copter out and taken that up, and it's That's gone it. flying off to Gatwick. He's just lost it and lost the plot and taken his yeah his tricopter up there and. Yeah, no, it's a it's a shame, but I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Tony on the TV. That's awesome. Yeah. I like I like watching Tony on the 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 I series thing. That was cool. Were you wearing your Let's Drown Out top on TV? Turn. Oh, well, this time I was advertising uh, my A1 window cleaning, which, <laughs> which, the, which the ladies don't like apparently. <laughs> as soon as I tell a girl I'm a glazing hygienist, they like, oh. No. You had the uh, LDO sticker on your goggles. Yes, and Menace patch and Menace, you know. Oh. Anyway, let's get on to Menace. That's probably that's what a segue. Perfect segue. So, Greg, how are you? What, what's been uh, What's been happening in the world of Menace? You're, whenever it seems like you've gone quiet, I, I know that you're secretly in your bat cave coming up with <laughs> new designs and products. So, you know, what, what, what's happening? Hey, yeah. Um, yeah, it's all good in the world of Menace. Um yeah, you're quite right. Um, I have been beavering away, working on a few um, few more creations and stuff. Um, I've also been making a few discoveries on performance issues and things, and how we how we mount things on the drones and things like that. So, hopefully, yeah, this evening I'd just like to sort of breeze over a few of those things and also talk about a few products and um, things like that. And then, if there's any sort of questions and things like that we can go into that and if it runs over we can um we can try and provide more information about this um through through our media channels or something but um yeah that sounds like a great idea i'm sure Sure. Uh, there's plenty of subscribers salivating already so uh, um cool so look i can i can i just start with a new product can i do that do it cool All right. Well, look. Today we've just been posting everywhere that we've we've just done our very first um, two point four gigahertz FPV antenna. Um, I've started at the point where I started with Menace. So we started with the Invader, and what we've done is come up with a two point four gigahertz version. Nice. Look at that. What so, all um, your two point four drone hunting needs? exactly what you need for hunting drones at Gatwick. <laughs> I love the name. The numbskull, yes. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's quite, just quickly, that's that's quite impressive that you've got the size as good as you have because normally the 2.4 stuff um, mm. can, I mean, I've got some old 2.4 uh, patch antennas and they are colossal. Uh, so you've actually done quite well to keep that uh, that size uh, well, respectable. What's this that I've got here? Use. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Yay! Well, we um, we we were looking at these new um mod- uh, modules for goggles that are coming out. These diversity ones for two point four. Yeah, I true, mean, True D have got their one, haven't they? Absolutely. And I mean, up until the point that we had the crossfire and things like that, um, five point eight on the goggles was the most common thing. But now everyone's going over to crossfire wow. crossfire frequencies or Sorry. the other the um. FR Sky at eight six eight megahertz means we can now get onto two point four quite quite easily on the goggles and the the diversity modules that are there they 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 it's a, it's a really good module but again 
I, I wasn't so sure about the. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Jack told me I've got to light one of these if the donation is over um, twenty bucks. So RDFBV has just donated fifty quid. Here you go, Andy RC. Merry Christmas! It says. That's very kind. Thank you, RDFBV. You're a mate. thank you, mate. You're a legend, you RDFBV. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, RDFBV. We're going to need some kind of music to go with that for the next episode, aren't we? Tony, that it looks like you are so scared. Where do I put it out? I don't want to waste the rest of my wine. Come on, uh, yeah, Don't pour it in the wine, Tony. That'll explode as well. Oh, Fantastic. Thank Sorry. you, RDFBB. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, Greg, but that's a new part of the show. <laughs> oh, my word. So, yeah, um, so we're trying out some of the modules, um, the 2.4 and the goggles, and the, the sort of current offering antennas on the market, they were either um, not very good or they were extraordinarily expensive and rather large. So that's why I set about, um, first of all, doing a patch. Because um, Fur- Furious have got their own, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. Furious have got their own, which, yes. are, which I've got here. I've shown it on the show before, and it, yeah, it's absolutely yeah, the massive. Yeah, clothes, clothes aren't small, unfortunately. That's just the nature mm. of uh, 2.4. Yeah, so that's that's also the problem, isn't it? I mean, I'm uh, um, you've sent me this. I'm currently in the process of like thinking, right, what frame do I use that's going to house this huge uh, antenna that I've got? Because it is it is massive. Just I think it'll be a, when I do it, I will be doing it um, going into next year. It'll be on, I think, on my six inch, more than likely. Yeah, I mean, two point four is perfect for six inch, seven inch drones, wings, things like that. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the, the, this antenna—it's it's an eight dBi um, patch. Um, I've shown it before, oh, but that's that—that's the Furious non-patch. Yeah, the Omni. The Omni. Yeah. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, it's, one it's crash and that's a, a squashed mess, though. That's the a- problem. Absolutely. They have a patch as well, which I can't seem to find. Uh, they did send it to me, but I think I lost it. But yeah, they've got their own patch. But it, um, yeah, I haven't tried any of it. So yeah, I need. Yeah. I need to, it's getting. It's getting the quad built. But what I did find interesting though is, um, I, I then I thought, well, are we going to go back? Are we not going to have smart audio? But Furious, their VTX has. Um, that its own protocol that has gone into Betaflight. I can't remember what it's called, but it will have smart audio to switch the channels, which is pretty cool. Sorry. Anyways, back to you. No worries. No worries. So, yeah, 8, eight dBi. Uh, you're on 2.4 gigahertz. 2.4 is a bigger waveform. It naturally travels further. Um, we've been doing a, a bit of range testing with this one, um, real world, and... So far, seventeen and a half kilometers. Nice. Nice. So it's nice gonna too. it's gonna cover pretty much whatever you want to do with your wing or your quad or anything like that. You're gonna have a nice strong signal at all times. My worry yeah. about two point four video is yeah, everything's on two point four. So mm. isn't isn't does it like if you were to fly close to an estate, 
wood, wood Wi-Fi and all of that. You business. can say that, but most routers have also got a 5.8 band. Uh, no, I guess it's about, it's about the reserved, the reserved band for 2.4 for aerial use. Um, does anyone know the – do you know the answer to that, Greg, in terms of what, what reserved bands we have for aerial things on 2.4? What, sorry, what do you mean? Video, video transmission. For video transmission, what do you mean? Like, as opposed to the digital transmission, or yeah, as opposed to all the other things that are floating around on two point four, um, is there a specific area, or is it um, how's how's that um, how's that handled? In, in terms of, especially if you're at a field and you've got a load of people on FR Sky that are on two point four as well with their transmitters, but you're the only one on Crossfire with a two point four video. How much? How many? Pro, how much of a problem are you going to have? You're you're going to have a problem. Um, it's as simple as that. I mean, 2.4 video, if you've got someone on a 2.4 transmitter or you've got a digital 2.4 signal nearby, you're going to have a problem. So, yeah, it's like um, if you're flying out a flying field or like we do, we're out in the countryside and there's no, no, no one else around or we're all on crossfire, then you get an amazingly clear signal on 2.4. So, um, that, you know, that's, you've just got to be aware of your environment and where you're flying. So if you're in the city and you're going to go and use 2.4, um, I, I'd probably say forget it. Stick with your 5.8. Keep your 2.4 radio on the digital because that's working in the packets and so on. So, yeah. Yeah, so, um, I mean, <clears throat> the obviously the nice thing with the 2.4 as well, being that longer wavelength, it's uh, as, as inherent with all longer wavelengths, it's, it's also got that ability to bend around objects and and go through more solid things uh whereas the the higher frequency stuff I always compare it to to listening to your mate listen uh, your, your mate on the other side the other side of the wall in the other room listening to his music the bit that annoys you in here is the bass the long range long frequencies the ones that penetrate through solid objects and curve around stuff whereas all the high end frequencies like the treble and all that stuff stays in the room with him but if you're next door it's the the low frequencies you hear very very uh, similar situation with your um your video frequencies mm. so um i suppose from a tbs point of view that's that's a great thing because uh, they, they've always said if you can see on 5.8 you can fly with your tb with crossfire because you're nowhere near testing the range of the crossfire as long as you can see if you start losing video doesn't matter you're still nowhere near testing your crossfires range yeah but with 2.4 you now have that option to so i guess for the bando stuff as well there's all these other things that open up to you as a pilot if you then switch to the 2.4 um video spectrum so that's exciting but as you say we've got that small issue of uh, interference from other so so did you say let, let's just say Something that we're used to now because of frequency hopping is that um, obviously we know that we don't plug our quads in when other people are flying because that could knock them out. But transmitters, if, 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 if say, you know, we've got one person that's running this 2.4 system, if someone turned on their Tyrannis, would that knock out their video if they were, like, close to you? It yeah. would. It would. It certainly would have effect on your two point four gigahertz video. Yes, yeah. So, so I suppose that is the thing that, because we've gotten so used to like like just turning on our transmitters because we know it it doesn't affect anyone's video. But in this case, 
um, it would. So I guess, that, you know, if you're flying with a group of people, you, you, you're going to have to have that conversation. Look, we, uh, you know. So do we know that crossover point? Because obviously on 5.8, there are specific bands, aren't there? Like uh, Fat Shark have their own section of bands and you've got bands in the spectrum that are assigned for different, uh, you know, for different areas in the 5.8 spectrum. Do we have that with, obviously there is that on 2.4, but do we know where the crossover is in that spectrum well, you've got you've got systems. You've like, got ghosting. You've got ghosting issues, though, as well, haven't you? So even mm. if it's not there, you you know the 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 ghosting of of the, that section. Uh, you so, know, so you know. in other words, the only way to uh, truly overcome it is the way everyone does on the quiet, which is just to add masses of power. You <laughs> 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 end up on someone's television. Or, or have a pegboard or something and go back to pegboard. I think we should go back. To, well, <laughs> ages ago, we had pegboards because we did, we did. Yeah, you had to. But for FPV, for some reason, we have all just decided to go, turn it on. And hope that no one's quad falls out of the air, which it quite often does. I still uh, say that when I'm on the field, pairing on. So, yeah, yeah. So, Greg, just just going to plant the seed if you haven't uh, yeah, yeah, thought about it. it already, and you probably have, but I'm, I'm going to. Have you thought about a quadcopter end solution for the 2.4 antenna in terms of something more robust than, say, what Andy's shown us today, rather than a, a big 2.4 clove that could be quite easily crushed? Is there any thoughts for solutions on the quad end that you have? Yes. next question (laughs) (laughs) yes so there's a there's a design in progress um probably probably some point at the early part of next year we should be in a position to um give some information about that fantastic Mm -hmm. and how is just out of interest because one thing that i i think opened people's eyes a little bit was that you can still get with the right antenna much like the bandicoot some very good quality signals from just using a whip antenna on the quad um, in the right environment. You know, there are places, certain environments where that doesn't work so well, but there are environments where that will work sufficiently. And obviously a whip antenna is significantly more robust than most uh, clove leaf uh, style antennas. So um, have you done any testing using whip style antennas on 2.4 on the quadcopter and, and has, has that worked? No, um, uh, admittedly, no. I haven't done any work on the linear side yet. Um, right. It's all been with omni, omni, circular, and um, polarized antennas. So, yeah, um, that's something that we could have a look at because I mean, it does it does work quite well. Um, I mean, with our Bandicoot and the small little whip antennas that we were originally um, aiming at, sort of tiny whoops and things like that. But that seems to have moved now into the sort of two-inch, three-inch, four-inch size Absolutely. as yeah. well now. And I, I often often I forget. I mean, it's partly, I'm like you, I live in the sticks, and, and that tends to work favorably for me. I'm not yeah. racing in a, a giant tin container warehouse where that would just be completely implausible. Um, in, in the environments I'm flying, the whip and the bandicoot have actually been, at, you know, they've been brilliant. You know, I dare say it's a, a, a big part down to your awesome bandicoot designed antenna but there i've done a you know reviewed and flown and done a lot of freestyle with with those two 2.5 inch quads and under and and 
that antenna performs fantastically. So I'll assume that's a little bit later down the road, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we've got another donation just quickly. Richard oh, Hardwood, got a light something. Pounds. Thank you very much. I've got a light sparkler for that one. Okay, five pounds for a sparkler. There you go, Richard Hollywood. We're going to have to get some music for this, I think. Thank you, Richard. This is your little sparkler. And a shout out. Richard Hollywood, everyone. It smells really nice in my room now. I'm laughing on that one. Thanks, Rich. So sorry, Greg. As you were, yeah. So that, that's our that's our two point four <laughs> offering, and that's our first venture into two point four gigahertz. So that's they're they're available now. They're up on the um, up on the website, and they're going to be hitting the shops over the um, Christmas period. Brilliant. So yeah, who um, comes up with the names, Greg? Uh, Is it just you? Yeah. Well, hold um, up. What the? Is that real? Is that a pound or not? <laughs> I've, I've got the. Um, sorry to interrupt, but I've is the, got. Is the ice man real? This is the furious patch. <laughs> Can you see? This is the furious patch that they that they sent. That's that's about ten pounds, Tony. Oh my god! With this antenna. So that's that's their, that's their version of it. <laughs> so I've done, like, it's all going a bit mad. Uh, Joe Skiff. Two sparklers, please, Tony. We've had a tea oh, donation. Sorry. Joe Skiff, BV, thank you very much. And Ed, Ed Bruce Radcliffe. How, how the devil are you, sir? That's very kind. Thank you. There you go. This one could be it. I'll do Joe skis in a minute if I don't catch. You just, you lot just want me to catch fire, don't you? I was going to say, people are just paying now to. <laughs> yeah, they just want me to die. To right, that one was Ed's. <laughs> Here's Joe skis. People like this bit in the show, I think. There you go. There's yours. I keep it away from my furry pound shop hat, which probably isn't fireproofed. <laughs> Explain to me what the Iceman has done there. NOK, what, what that, is that? That's Norwegian Kroner. Ah, OK. Right. Now, now, now it's made. OK, so how much is what? that? So 100 Kroner is about £10. That's about ten pounds. Oh, Wonderful. Yeah. okay. Well, he gets a sparkler then. <laughs> there you go. I'm keeping it back. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Ice Man. So, when drones get it's all right. Just live stream fireworks. <laughs> yeah, I just sit here trying to not to catch fire. Your smoke alarm hasn't gone. No, I've got two in here because this house. When I bought this house, I bought it and then looked on YouTube and um, you can see my house on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I bought it and then searched and Googled where I lived and it was on fire. Just after I bought it and I was like, what have I done? (laughs) But it's all good. It's all good. Smells really nice in here. It's like a bonfire night and that. Oh, Grimsy Creations wants one. Oh, oh God. <laughs> this, this has got to be the, the single. No, oh, we've got oh, MC Creations. We've got another one. Hey, MC Creations. Have you got enough oh, sound effects? Uh, I'm running low now. <laughs> running low, but 
This is this is in the fifth of November. Five dollar donation from MC Creations. I'm very thanks, guys. Thank you, everyone. Happy Christmas. They're uh, they're roughly five dollars a spark for us, so we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at some point we'll turn profit. Uh, uh, Greg, sorry for the most disruptive presentation ever. It's like it's like presenting to a bunch of children, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Please our subscribers, obviously, they're part of this disruptive bunch. Well, we've got ninety-one people watching. I'm telling oh. they love the fireworks. That's, that's we're gonna, have, that's we're gonna have to have the indoor fireworks thing. You know, you like <laughs> them things you light, and then the big thing go. Oh look, we got another one. Call this mule. <laughs> And yeah. green patches. I'm going to do both of you at the same I'm time. I'm slightly concerned by how many of these you have. Because <laughs> 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 if you run out of sparkless Tony, it's going to end in nudity. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do nudity. I've been on the news. Maybe we have to... Uh, stop oh, this one. Save it into one massive firework. Oh, my God. That is green patches and... And Cornish fuel. Cornish fuel. Thank yeah. you so much. Oh, why me at? <laughs> it is from the pound shop because there's going to be no like fireproofing on my hat, is it? Oh gosh, I'm getting hot in here. Happy Christmas, thank you. Sorry, Greg. I'm, I'm running low, so they can't, we can't do that. <laughs> oh, really? I want to oh. say hello to my brother Terry. Certainly watching for the first time. <laughs> we don't really do this every time, Terry. But we do. We do. Yes, we do. <laughs> And and far worse to be fair. Yeah. So so that's your your two point four system uh, in a nutshell, and that yeah. is out over Christmas. So people can go to the Menace RC website, and they'll be able to start um, getting hold of those. And um, have, have you got any recommendations as to in terms of two point four modules or systems, or is that really kind of a, a pretty small choice at the minute in terms of uh, what, what what we can put on our goggles, and importantly, what we can put on the quad. Um, there's there's a few options out there. There's the there's the fav, you know like you've got the um, immersion RC do um, 2.4, TBS to do 2.4, um, but Furious also do 2.4, but they do the module that pops into your fat shot goggles. So um, you right. know if you want if you want a neat solution, just get one of those Furious modules. Yeah, and pop that's it in. what that's what I've got in this bag. I just need to um, build the model. That, do you know what? Do you know what's funny about this? Every time Andy, someone references something that Andy <laughs> needs to talk about, whatever we, whatever we're talking, it's always with the French. So all I can think of is there is just behind the monitor. There's a big circular wall just out of view that is just stacked full of products. Slowly, wow. he's got his assistant the other side. He's running around madly trying to find these things. Well, as soon as I saw Greg came on, I switched my camera off and went and grabbed all the stuff. That's how I do it. Uh, the, 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 uh, you see, I'm getting good at this podcast business. You know, I've got <laughs> I've got everything here. In fact, um, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> oh my god! Are you lighting them because you like it now? Zero FPV. Thank you. Thank you. are not alone. A couple of people have stopped Patreon because um, of, of just what Patreon's doing, but they're still going to support us like this. I hope so. There you go, great. Um, mm-hmm. Zero, thank you very much. He's been yeah. one of our avid listeners from the start. We love Zero. I noticed my Patreon uh, decrease. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with that. You talked about it last week, didn't you? I can't remember what the reason was, though. Some 
terms and conditions. I find Patreon like very uh, like unuser friendly as well. Like it, it's yeah. I, I guess like fa- Facebook. Um, it needs to be more like Facebook, really, in the way. Like someone will say, like I'll get a mail saying somebody has uh, sent you a uh, post. And then I go on Patreon and I can't find it. And the only way that I can find it is if I click on the email <laughs> that I got sent. It's, um, yeah, it needs work, I think, Patreon. But, uh, Frank, can you, um, Frank, can you show Greg as main screen and can you hold up the patch antenna again? I just want to look at it because it's so cool. Look at that. Just another thought. Would it work as. A transmitting antenna on like an FR Sky like, X light or something. That's a very good different. question. That's a very good question. Could we stick those onto our onto the uh, our FR Sky radios and use those as a focused beam for a long range two point four? I reckon it'd work. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's circular, so oh, that's a good point. Yeah, so you're going to lose a little bit, aren't you? Because there's a cross-polarisation from circular to linear. But it'll work. Um, I have been playing with one of these designed linear on the uh, Tyrannus as well. So, um, What did it's... you put on the copter? So I, know, I know MJ asked about, um, have you played around with linear on the copter? But what antenna did you put on the copter or, or plane or whatever for the testing? Um, for the for the current testing, we used a, a, a TBS on the antenna. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have ninety-seven people live today. That's you, Tom. That's you on the news with your let's with your let's drone out sticker. They all saw it. <laughs> what is that? That's the only reason I went down there to get that sticker yeah. and menace patch on there. You know what I mean? No, the reason uh, I, the reason I ask is I know there's there's a chap that that does long range. I've talked about him a lot. His name's uh, Bonafide Pirate. Yeah, yeah. He, he, fl- he, he flies kilometers at a time, and he he actually uses one point three, and he sticks with linear just just because um, it's such a um, Oh, what, long wavelength that yeah. that none of this uh you know po- circular polarization or anything like that really needs to be done he, he doesn't find it beneficial and of course um i i've got here um this this is a 1.3 gigahertz uh cloverleaf antenna how big is it it's gonna be a beast yeah there you go yeah so that's 1.3 that's yep. huge and then that's 2.4 <laughs> the only other thing i noticed when i when i had seen long long time ago 1.3 used on a glider compared to something like 5.8 is you will notice a decrease in picture quality quality of the update rate um so on 5.8 you get incredibly crisp beautiful picture but you won't have the range as you go down with the longer wavelengths you'll you know you, you won't get quite as nice a nice yeah. picture. But, if you uh, go and check out Bonafide pirates um youtube it was a couple of years ago but where's, what, where's he based uh, uh, um I've, uh, it's america louisiana there's one 1.3 and 1.2 illegal here for video use i think 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they definitely. They, uh, not not for ground. If that's got... right, ground's fine. Well, I think one isn't one point two still, but I think one three is ground fine, but air no, and one point two is no and no. That's it. Even if you've got a ham license, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know why I've got this thing. I would never have one of them. <laughs> people people still people still use them, don't they? And that that's you know that's why you can you can get them um but yeah no uh what what bony fighter pirate did and i talked i've talked about it before but he built himself a little hut because he like lives on a farm and he's got his own runway and everything and and um he uh he what was funny was like he because he'd been using 1.3 for so long um and, and we'd all been using 5.8. He got sent a, a 5.8 antenna for review. And he said, oh, I had to go and buy all, all of this stuff. And what he does is he sits in this hut and he can literally fly around trees, his house, my, go out for 10 miles and you get zero breakup whatsoever. Um, and then he put the 5.8 antenna on. And he, he he was he was actually crashing because um, of the breakup, and it, so that just shows you um, how much of a difference that it makes. So two point four, I think, um, yeah, definitely will be better. Not as good as one point three, uh, but obviously we can't do that. So um, yeah, I think yeah. it's a substantial jump in terms of of, of range and clarity. Like I said, I, I think for, for the, I mean, it's tricky, isn't it? Because it would do. It would do so much for the people that want to fly bando and fly around that kind of stuff. But then, it's that bit harder to fit onto a five-inch quad and the kind of size of quad you want to fly around those places. Yeah, I mean, when you're at, when you're at a bando, you're trying to get through tiny gaps, yeah, aren't you? Six or seven-inch quad in those areas. I mean, people will probably do it anyway, but um, interesting. So, Greg, um, what was the um, what were the other things that you wanted to uh, to? Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, the other thing I wanted to talk about to you was um, TPU. You know, the, the, the material that we use yes. in our 3D printers. Um, I've, I've been working on a new antenna. I'll, I'll, I'll show you. It's just here. One of these little, <sighs> little, like little antennas. Stubby. Yeah, a little stubby. And um, for racing and drones, they're mounting all the antennas in TPU, very close to the um, the body of the drone. For and the practical reason of that is because if you're crashing and it's all tucked in, you're not going to damage it. Your antenna is going to last longer. Um, but I was doing some comparative testing um, of antennas, and I was I made this sort of um, dis- discovery. Don't tell me the material causes problems. Oh, mate, it's horrendous. Really. The- yeah, it, it's, oh, it, no. it really is. Um, <laughs> this is bad news for NJ. By the way, NJ, I think your 3D print's finished. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, only a, it's only a Christmas tree. I'm just going to throw it out the window. Is, is it right? a TPU mount by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. TPU antenna mount. Oh, hey, no. <laughs> so, so what happens, Greg? So yeah. look, what, where, where you see the small, these small antennas, so I'll hold one up there. I'll try not to show the brand. And they mount the TPU. So this is just a sleeve. It's mounted um, in like, like this as such. So what's happening? You're putting an extra bit of material around all the active parts of the antenna. And it is detuning the antenna. How are now, it, I've seen it shifting um, depending on the design of the antenna 
anywhere from 160 megahertz right up to 240 megahertz. Wow. What that means is it's pushing the tuning of that antenna outside of all the, yeah. um, all the bands that we use. That's quite a substantial shift as well. So, so oh. it's, not, it's not at all a transparent material. Whatever no. polymer bits are in there are, are, causing, are actually causing the detuning of the antenna by that much. You heard well, it here first, folks. We've so we done, done a little bit more research on it, and all, um, every, every material has like um, a hydroscopic value hydroscopic as in the moisture content within the material so all plastics have it everything has it it just so happens that tpu is is higher hydroscopic and it holds more moisture therefore you know rf doesn't work well with moisture and that's what's happening so this is again i suppose another thing you know i've only recently got into the 3d printing world within a, a month or so but one thing i have noticed is the difference you get in your print qualities uh we've got a resident expert on 3d printing there whichever way he is that way i think uh frank at the end there, he never, he never says he is yeah i know he sits here and waits for us to say really stupid about 3d printing <laughs> and then stamps on us and then he goes and tells all his mates exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah, laugh, yeah he's, he's real friends yeah but the thing i noticed that was was really apparent was that within a few days you can depending on your environment like here for instance i needed to dry out a couple of my filaments where i had to actually put them in the oven and bake them for an hour to try and get moisture out because it really affects the the print and i know tpu especially it will suck the moisture out the air so that's perhaps when it'd be interesting to know if if you got the tpu filament really went to town drying it out for a couple of hours and then immediately printed with it whether yeah. you get a better uh, end result than one from like one you've tested? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, where we where we have our three um, D printer, um, we we use a dehumidifier um, just purely to keep the moisture levels low, and um, I mean it helps with storage of electronic components and everything like that. Um, so I'd say where we are, moisture is not that high in with regards to the content level but i mean in some countries they've got high humidity so i think it's going to be even worse than what i'm experiencing here yeah, i mean also the, the the sort of the hygroscopic effect of it is it any moisture in the air um just prefers being in certain plastics than it prefers being in the air um it just has a, a tendency to go that way so um you can have it as dry as you like but if you take it outdoors on like a foggy day it will absolutely fill it up immediately but even on you know a nice day with relatively low humidity after you know a few days or a few hours or a few weeks depending on all the variables it will absorb all that moisture in it it will find it from somewhere um and it can have all that effect of changing all the dielectrics and all the things and yeah having those effects yeah it's it's sort of um that's 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 such an eye-opener but actually it's it's quite an obvious thing isn't it the fact that, that you'd have so much moisture in the tpu and wrap right around the antenna housing so that's yeah. only, only tpu greg or but, you, is I also, anything else what i also wanted to ask as well is you you spoke about them wrapping it around the antenna parts but mm-hmm. what about using it just to house your sma 
Right. So um, what you've got in an antenna, you've got um, the active element, then you've got some coaxial cable or a, or, or a connection or some description. If you're using the TPU um, to hold the antenna and it's away from the active part of the antenna, so, so you should be fine. So look, we... Because I do that a lot, you see, for flexibility. Yeah, well, that, that's, that, that's the part you're actually shielding, which is only a good thing. So if you could wrap it in loads of TP, you're only helping the cause of, of actual... Yeah. So if you uh, look... if it, I, I don't know if this is coming up on the screen. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice it. frame. <laughs> but, yeah, here, here we can see that the, um, the TPU is holding the antenna. Um, but this, it, we've kept the active part, which this this bit here well away from the TPU. We've also kept it well away um, from the carbon plate as well. Um, so therefore, we've done before and after tests of it mounted here, and there's, there's no change whatsoever. Um, so it really is. You've got to keep that TPU away from the active, the active part of the antenna. That's great information, Greg. I think everyone yeah. will feel uh, happy to have had that bit of information and yeah so you heard it here first so i don't need to throw my tpu out completely because i actually don't cover the antenna with anything it's just mm. to, it's just to get the flex i yes. find I, I didn't realize people were putting t wrapping the whole thing around the antenna but i i guess it's i, I guess they have some really bad crashes right and it's, it's for yeah that. i i would say if you're at a race you would see sort of 80 to 90 percent of the drones have got the antenna wrapped in tpu wow um, that's mad no wonder and, they're getting terrible video signal then. Exactly. Where, uh, this, this is our other point, because I think what, what it's led me on to do now is that I will be um, performing all the antenna tests um, based on mounting our antennas in TPU, mounting them in the final position on the drone, um, so that we can see that it's going to be immune to where it's being mounted, whereas you know some other antennas aren't immune. I mean, the great thing about the design we use, the Pagoda design, um, it's got three PCBs. The bottom PCB is a Balin. That Balin stops standing waves on the coax. So it, if, as long as we mount that Balin above the carbon, we know that that antenna is not going to get affected by the carbon, the TPU, or anything like that. So we're going to have the clearest signals with our antennas mounted. Not all antennas have got a Balin. But um, that is that is like um, what we're going to sort of do and recommend for all our antennas now, especially if you're doing like in indoor racing where there's a lot of reflections and things like that. Because I haven't even gone into the area of testing the antennas to see how that TPU band around it is going to affect a the gain or b the actual ratio. So I mean, there's there's a whole load of more testing to be done on this. Because yeah, uh, just to kind of clarify what what you were saying with it detuning it, um, mm. so the, that 140 megahertz shift, that's not yeah. saying that it's shifting the frequency that's transmitted through no. the antenna by 140 megahertz. It's shifting the sort of the natural resonance of the antenna, so yeah. it means it would be less effective at. Um, at transmitting at the frequency that we're intending it to transmit. On. Yeah, so essentially what's happening is that you, you're detuning that antenna. You're still driving, say you're driving it exactly 5.8 gigahertz and you've just moved it. Let's call it 200 megahertz. So now that antenna is at 5.6 gigahertz. You're driving it at 5.8. If you then look at the return loss curve or the VSWR curve, um, the VSWR will show you a mismatch at what the frequency you're driving it at 
therefore the efficiency of the transmission of that antenna has gone down. So whilst you think you might have the latest antenna delivering you a whole 2 dB or whatever it's rated at, realistically it's going to be a lot less. Brilliant. That's uh, yeah. some, well, some really we, interesting information. We are so close to 100 viewers. We're almost there. Right. What, what, we're on if the, we get 100, I'll like this, the big one again. While we're here, can, can you please, if you can, smash the like button because that does wonders for us to help the, the channel grow. Yeah. So, uh, we've got 33 likes. Please uh, keep the likes coming in. I disliked. <laughs> well, we're at 99. Nice, yeah. well, one more. Should we do a menace giveaway if you get 100? Yes. Oh, there you go. That's what are you going to give away, Greg? That's up to you. Yeah, well, there you the go. Menace giveaways is one one evening, one night with Tony. I tell you what, <laughs> I bet people, I bet people would appreciate those those uh, LEDs if they saw how bloody bright. Oh they yes, were. yeah. Well, look, what we we'll do? We do a we do a numbskull. Let's do one of our LED kits, and we're probably chucking a T-shirt or something like that. How's that? Oh, sound? It's, it, 99, come on, guys. I thought <laughs> it just got... went over. Oh, no, I've just... Oh, it has 100. We've got oh, there you go. 101. So... There you go. I'll let you guys do the giveaway. Thanks a lot, guys. We've got a pick out Andy, of guys. Andy, sort, sort out how we do this now. <laughs> pick someone from the chat randomly. Have we gone out? Mine still says 97. Oh, no, it, it, uh, now, now we're going to come up against the the issue of concurrent counting on YouTube. There's the Tom Scott has done an interesting video on how this all works. Um, so everyone's computer is now following a different server, and each server has its own latest update. Mine so, says 97. Until mine says 100, this ain't getting lit, and you ain't getting shit. No, it, it went to, it, it went to 101 terms. 101 yeah, like, I can't see. I'm three. 103. 103. Right, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so dangerous. Oh, my God. Looking at me like, what the hell are you doing, you idiot? It's actually quite warm as well. Keep it away from the Asda hat. Oh no, it's pound shop, even worse. Can I just say, this is, everyone, we've never ever had this many live. To everyone watching, like, so uh, that's there, there are channels with 30,000 subscribers plus that I've not seen go over 35 viewers. So that is just amazing, guys. Thanks thank so much. Yeah, thank you very much for, for tuning in. The first, report, the first report in the chat was Scott Watson. So if Scott Watson wants to send us a, a, a message with his details, then we'll, we'll pass him on to Menace. There we go, Scott Watson. Thank you very much, Menace. Scott Watson, well done. Yeah, you won yourself some... Uh, what was it again, Greg? We got We're going to do a, num, a numbskull, one of our um, drone LED kits, and a T-shirt. So we need to know your size as well. Yeah, it's probably best to know as well because obviously, if you, uh, you know, get the the non skull, you know, if you don't have a two point four setup, then it, you know maybe you'd want want the LEDs or I don't know. I I tell you what, if they don't want two point four, we'll do a Pico. So that's five point eight. Ah, so yeah, there you go. Nice. They've got an option: two point four, five point eight. Well, that, is, that is super. That's so what, what was right, the yeah. rule? What was the rule then, Andy, to, to win, to win stuff? I just and went back through the chat and saw the first person who reported that we went over 100. 
And it's like, that, that'll be a, that'll be a good thing. <laughs> hold on, Frank, and hold on, Scott. All right, so now, now the next one is 200. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing else to set fire to apart from my cats. <laughs> well, I'd be fine with that tone. I'm sure it would go, sure go up like a, a light if you got it for the pound store. Probably better than, than fireworks. Probably. <laughs> Running out, I'm gonna to have to go and buy some more. We've got, we got, I've got three, three little sparklers left. And that's it. So everyone's got to go out, uh, share the the news that we exist, and that we can actually have informative shows. Just <laughs> we don't talk about lawnmowers all the time, and uh, get people to tune in live next week. Uh, so Thursday the 27th, 8 p.m. ish, as always. Um, and yeah, thank Who's you on? for listening and watching, and follow us on on uh, YouTube and Facebook, and uh, we've, we've got the podcast that goes out, so you can subscribe and get all the downloads of the, the podcast episodes, which all get edited to get the uh, swear words out. Um, it went uh, hundred again. MC Creations said it went hundred again. By really? the way, that's great. Thingy. Is that is that is that a, a reason to? Oh, we're just doing the one giveaway. Did you say? <laughs> <laughs> what have you got, Andy? What are you, what are you, what are you throwing out there? Oh no no! I thought what I, I wasn't sure what the rules were. For, but... <laughs> just one, Andy. Yeah. But yeah. So what? Twenty seventh. Have we got anyone on Frank? Who's in the books? Uh, so this is going to be the 27th where we're all coming to my spot before my spot disappears. So we need to work out the logistics of that. So yes. that, could, that could be a live stream then. So, like, yeah, so the there's, build. There's, a, there's a few of us going to be there. I'll, I will say now that I'm going to be there. Mm. Um, and Andy, you're coming down as well? Yeah, yeah, I am. So we're all going to be uh, getting together for much shenanigans. So uh, do to make sure you're around for that because I'm sure it's going to be the usual <laughs> hilarity and more and hopefully we'll do some uh, some flying and a bit of whoop fun and yeah it should be good someone's just posted that I'm on BBC One now Tony's been upgraded to BBC One I do apologise everyone we're going to see a SWAT team come through the door any minute <laughs> <laughs> black, black bag over his head rattling out with and all then, his bomb, bomb making equipment, he's been lighting tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third, which is the Thursday after, is Girls' Night Part Deux. So we got uh, four girls coming on for a chat to tell us about how they got into FBV. Normally, they're boyfriends, hoping some of them are single. You know. Like, <laughs> Probably not. Oh, wow. But no. Um, <laughs> it's, not it's, it's, not a quick update. Apparently, we've only got one of those guests. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 he's on the third. He's just been cancelled. I might not be on here on the third. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, the week after. So, Girls' Night Part Two. Because we've had Girls' Night One. Thank you, everyone, and I think we're going to call yeah, it there. I think we'll call it there. Let's just say uh, one last time, um, Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the 27th. I should say a big thank you to Greg for coming on and giving us some absolutely fantastic information. Don't forget to go to his uh, website. So you can say goodbye now, Greg. Yep. Yeah, thank you very much, and Merry Christmas, everyone.
Uh, we've uh, been joined also by Andy RC. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone, and thanks for watching or listening. Private investigator Tony, who has now been upgraded to BBC level fame. Bonjour. Uh, Andrew slash Frank. Merry Christmas. Uh, from everyone at LDO and uh, myself, NJ Tech. Have a great one, guys, and we'll see you very soon. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. Telemetry lost.